1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. We're also on Five Reasons YouTube channel. You can find episodes of this podcast, but also pregame shows on the Dolphins, the Heat, and many of the other teams in town. We do before floor an hour before every Heat game. We do post up 5R an hour after Every heat game as well. We don't do it, but Royal Shepherd does it. He'll get upset if I claim actually ownership of that. By the way, Royal, yes, the man himself is returning to South Florida for a watch party. He's coming to our watch party at Quarterdeck in Davie on Tuesday night. I don't even need to show up now because Royal's going to run the whole show. We're going to be at the Quarterdeck in Davie. This is the one near the old Dolphins camp. On University Drive, if you know that area at all, it's very close to Nova. We're going to have a great time. We're going to be there starting at about 7 p.m. The game against Detroit is at 7.30. Also, check out 5 That's where you find the latest from Brady Hawk, who will be on this episode tonight, as well as uh, Mateo Mayorga and everybody else in the 5 Reasons Sports Network. A uh, new piece by Craig Davis up about the Dolphins' win against the Jets. That just went up, and we do not have a paywall. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes our friends over at PrizePicks.com. This is the official daily fantasy partner of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You gotta use the code five though. Use that code F-I-V-E and you'll get your initial deposit match. That's right, completely. So deposit a hundred bucks and they will give you 100 bucks to play with and just play with 20 okay? Play the flex play, the power play. You can play NHL, NBA, MLB, or anything else you want. Pair players from different teams, different sports, two, three, four, five players. It's really easy, though. I know I explained it. It gets complicated for people, but it's simple. Prizepicks.com, and we will have uh, shows pretty much every night here going forward on the NBA, NFL, and the other sports. And now, well, first, again, Code 5, F-I-V-E. Now, tonight's episode
2: this Yikes. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs frauds. Just like Bubba said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got a all band. Y'all seen the block, Stop one hand. and Impact we trust, inspire, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. We got a full crew tonight. I got Greg Sylvander, I got Alex Toledo, and I've got Brady Hawk. And the four of us are going to try to break down the breakdowns of the five on the floor at the end of games for the Miami heat, because the heat are now 11 and six on the season, but you can make a reasonable argument that they would be 13 and four at the very least. If they had better late game execution, we saw the two games against the Clippers. They got some shots they wanted against the Clippers, but not totally the Lakers game kind of fell apart late. We know that the Indiana game, if you recall that one without Kyle Lowry, uh, hero was hot. Jimmy takes the late shot. They lose that one in overtime. And then again, what happened last night against Washington, uh, which, you know, winnable game nine Oh run late Uh, Dinwiddie's threes. Also the travel non-travel, by the way, the NBA came out today and said it wasn't a travel that he was in the process of making a pass. So you can argue with that or, but they did review it. They looked at it and that's, you know, they reviewed themselves, but basically that's what they came up with here. Um, but either way, Heat fans, in my view, who are blaming it on that are kind of missing the big picture here. Um, They didn't play well enough down the last down the stretch of that game, last three, four minutes of the game to win the game. And Brady had an had not an article today, but he had uh, a sound on piece on Twitter going through what happened at the end of the game. So, Brady, I'm going to let you start and then let Alex and Greg jump on in on it. Uh, What was the problem?
0: Yeah, I think we're first started. You mentioned the other breakdowns earlier in the season. One was against Indiana. As you mentioned, they were without Kyle Lowry. The two against L.A., they were without Jimmy Butler. So I think we kind of at the time said when they have a full cast of guys, at least at the top of the roster, we'll judge it from there, but also we weren't really worried about it because we have those type of guys in, things change. Last night it was a little bit different. I think the major thing, it kind of aligns with what Jimmy Butler said after the game, is the word stagnant. And I think we saw that offensively late in the game where – it was Jimmy isolations, many possessions, and it's Tyler Bam and PJ kind of sitting on the weak side. And then it's Kyle kind of playing the top of the key, waiting for the, the, the safety blanket pass. So that's kind of the one way they went about it. Uh, but the other thing is Tyler Hero not getting the ball. And I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more, but it's he's sixth in the league in fourth quarter scoring this season. Like he's been a guy that has really shown up in the fourth quarter. He's able to score the ball. Last night, his last shot came with five minutes and 47 seconds less than the, left in the game. Uh, and up to that point he was three or four in the fourth like he was having moments he was able to score it wasn't one of those nights where he would just he was off early but he came around late and it was like for that five minutes of 47 seconds of a close game for him not to get a shot at him it was a little bit weird I think part of it was Washington kind of blitzing him and putting him in different spots and they were kind of forcing other guys to go about it but that was one thing speaking of Tyler Hero with the miscues you know late it was defensively they were just picking on Tyler Hero late in the game and it was pretty obvious when you have four all NBA defenders on the floor you're obviously going to go after Tyler hero. I think the issue is that they were just allowing it. They were pretty much allowing Tyler hero to get picked on. Uh, there was possessions where PJ would hedge over and go for a double. He would just be able to pass it. It didn't wait, He had a three. It was like, they were trying to fix it from there. Instead of fixing it at the, the point of attack where it should have happened, maybe you blitz and then you kind of recover. Maybe you try some different things, but that just kind of was one thing that caught my eye. Uh, and the last thing I think if we're looking at the last possession, specifically, if we're looking at the, the they need a three, what do they do? The lineup on the floor, as we talked about, the five on the floor at the end of a game. P.J. Tucker, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler are not going to probably get that shot. Like, Jimmy did, but you live with that as a defense. Like, P.J. Tucker was good, really good in that game. He was really good all season. But you're not worried about a game tying above the breakthrough from P.J. Tucker. The same with, obviously, Bam Adebayo. And the defense is going to live with that for Jimmy Butler. We've seen that time and time again. So, it was like they were going to blitz Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero a ton. And they were just going to live with any other shot they got. They did that. Tyler got flustered because they threw two of them and ended up in a, just a weird possession. Jimmy Butler lost. It. He ends up in a force three and that's the way it goes. And it just seems like that's the way it kind of has gone late in game so much this season. Uh, so I think just the place to start is just offense kind of shifting so quickly and becoming stagnant. And they don't really do the same things that they did all the way up until that point.
2: And it's, it's hard, I guess, to, to play that style late in games. I think particularly like, that's why I'm not worried about this when I, when I've watched these games and, and seen the leads evaporate that that's the more concerning part of it Um, versus the, the real late game execution stuff. Like to me, it, I think that there's just some of these games where they get up on a team and they feel like, like particularly in the Washington game, they had beat them once they come out, they play. And they were, they got up on them to a point where I felt like they got comfortable, the momentum swing. And then that, that changes everything. I'm not necessarily that worried about it long-term, but I do think that they need to sort out who's going to get the ball late. And, um, and obviously like, just the way that the lions in the pack eat. Like I think Jimmy is going to be that guy, but to Brady's point, I think that they need to give that give Tyler those opportunities more and more because just the way he's looked offensively, I, I just think going anywhere else it just doesn't feel right to me. Um, so I hope that they continue to lean into Tyler. But so that that's the interesting dynamic is that the way that they've been playing, like they haven't had to be in many clutch situations because they were blowing teams out early, and it's because they were getting out on the break and and playing a fast free style of basketball. But when you're in a close game late that doesn't necessarily transpire like that. So seeing who gets the ball late and it's been Jimmy so far, I guess uh, will be interesting. Go forward.
1: Alex, is this just a Tyler question? I mean, because it sounds to me like, you know, what we're talking about in a lot of cases is that 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 Tyler is the guy who's hot and he is on the floor in those situations, but the ball tends to find Jimmy. I I thought that, and, and again, the Lowry situation with Indiana was such, he wasn't on the floor. So we kind of blame this on him not being there, but he has been on the floor in these other situations. Right. And, and it still doesn't seem to be finding Tyler with, again, with the exception, I can't remember which LA game it was now. Was it the Laker game or the Clipper game where Tyler had two looks and one was a bad look, probably he shouldn't have taken. And the other look, it, was that the, was that the Laker game, Greg? Yeah, that was a Laker game. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and then the second one, uh, the second one that, you know, he had, as he said, is a shot that usually goes nine out of 10 times. But again, my my feeling on this was that having Kyle Lowry was going to be the thing that relieves this because that's kind of what we blamed it on last year they don't have a point guard down the stretch
3: so i think it's a good question i i i think it's interesting that we've kind of already boiled it down to whether it's a jimmy or tyler thing and how much kyle affects this because uh obviously we're 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 just so early into the season and we've had just a handful of these Uh, actual crunch time minutes so it's hard to gauge and hard to come to conclusions right but like to me the strength of this team is the fact that they have three or four guys that you can go to in a lot of different ways throughout a game whether on offense or defense and to kind of try to decide whether you want to give it to one guy or the other kind of takes away from that whole strength to me because it's like good point they're they're so good at moving the ball and kind of just you know, going from flowing from option to option because they have a lot of different good ones. So to me, I'm not really worried about whether it's uh, who's taking, you know, the majority of the shots, even though I would be interested to see how that uh, distribution has gone so far because I haven't looked into that. But it, it's interesting because Jimmy going to the line and getting in his spots is still probably their most effective form of offense. But then Tyler has that thing where it's like he really wants those shots. You need to pull up shooting. Lowry is obviously a great point guard. Bam is a great role threat. We know that he can hit the shots in mid range. So it feels to me like they have so many options that I, because of that, I'm less worried about it, less concerned about it as it goes forward. But I just haven't loved the look of it so far. Like I was looking at some of these numbers before the game. I mean, I'm sorry, before the podcast started, which is our game. So pregame. But <laughs> basically the Heat in the fourth quarter are actually a pretty good team. Like they're in the top ten of most of their stats. And then I was looking into uh, Anthony Chang's article and he was going into the stuff with the the actual crunch time minutes and how badly they shoot, how much they turn over the ball there. So I just think it's insane that there is that much of a gap, right? Where they're like, you know, top 10 in the the fourth quarters in general, accounting for crunch time minutes. But then somehow when you're only looking at the crunch time minutes, they're awful, right? So I think that's there's a weird disconnect there, which is why I'd like to see a little bit more. But uh, again, I tend, to, I tend to lean not worried just because of, you know, the amount of options that they have compared to the past couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah and I get it with the amount of options, and, and I understand why we wouldn't necessarily be worried. But, you know, we talked about this last year, and we kept saying, don't be worried, don't be worried, don't be worried. They were really good down the stretch the previous season, particularly in the bubble, and it just never came around. Like, And, and I think that's why we decided to address this early because – you know, you start to see trends and you figure you're going to get out of them. And the same is sort of true of Duncan Robinson shooting and to a certain degree, Kyle Lowry shooting. Like we keep saying, okay, this will normalize, this will normalize. And and there's actually a bigger sample size now of Duncan and Kyle at the beginning of the season than there is clutch situations, right? Overall for the team, because I mean, simply there's been more shots than there's been clutch time, uh, you know, you know, for the heat. But I, I do think that there are some things that we've seen early uh, that I think are going to have to transition a little bit as the year goes on. Um, I, there, there is sort of a, a a reliance, I think, from the head coach in particular, and this goes back to something I've talked about with Dwayne Wade, where he will lean on his star to make a play for him, and he will defer to his star. He may draw up something great, but the options are essentially going to default uh, you know, to, uh, you know, to the star. In other words, he's going to trust the guy. It's that whole thing. I'll go to my grave with Dwayne Wade, taking the shot at the end of the game. Right. I, I sort of feel like we're there with Jimmy. It's like, if Jimmy feels he has it, it's okay for Jimmy to take it. And I think most of us, you know, again, feel that, you know, you can trust Jimmy, but also, and and I know that these numbers were put on Twitter, you know, after, you know, a game where I guess it was the Indiana game, uh, you know, I think by Tim Reynolds, put them out there. Jimmy hasn't been particularly efficient in those situations at the end of the game, taking a shot. In fact, he's been spectacularly inefficient (laughs) unless he gets to the line. So, so Greg, I, I would, you know, I would just ask this. I mean, at a certain point, like when you have that kind of push pull between coach and star, and I'm not saying Jimmy's a selfish player. He's not, he's trying to do what's best for the team. Spo trusts him to make these decisions throughout the game. Why would you not trust him at the end? But if it's not working very well and you've got an emerging kind of star who seems to have the ability to get his own shot off. Doesn't this have to tilt that direction at some point, or is it just, okay, Jimmy, we trust you do it.
2: Uh, The beautiful thing about basketball is the game has a very interesting way of just, um, of figuring that kind of like it, like it, it, usually works itself out. And I guess like the way the, the best way that the, the most explanatory power I can bring to that is like, we just kind of knew that Dwayne was the guy all of a sudden in Miami and we didn't have to necessarily say, although there was conversation about Shaq handing it over to Dwayne like it was pretty apparent. And I'm not saying it's that same exact parallel, but I just ultimately I think giving the ball to Jimmy and letting him be the decision maker and have the discernment of who gets the ball where and, 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 and kind of being the one who sets it up. I'm all about that, but it's just more about who finishes the plays. And I just think organically Tyler has the opportunity here to kind of show that he is that dude with the clutch gene that they can lean on. And I just hope that they get more opportunities to show it. And and I would feel like that that, Jimmy's not a selfish player to your point. So I feel like ultimately he would find Tyler. Um, and I hope, I just hope that that's the, 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 that that is the direction it goes versus them like getting in each other's way.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that. And we look, we saw it with LeBron and Dwayne and that's what, the next thing I want to get into here after the break is the idea of, is there somebody else we're forgetting about here who, who I think has a mismatch, but doesn't seem to always, exploit it uh before we get to that though I want to tell you about another sponsor the five reasons sports Network and that is everything trade shows trade shows are coming back around the country including here in Fort Lauderdale and Miami at the convention centers you want to make sure that your company is equipped for it you want to put your best fa- face forward in front of people who are going to these trade shows because look they're looking to buy something right mate but there's a lot of other there's a lot of other companies that are exhibiting there. You want to make sure that they're buying from you. So go to everythingtradeshows.com. It's a one-stop shop for trade shows, logistics, booth, graphics, furniture, flooring, even some tips to get you noticed. They'll teach you the difference between renting and buying Base right, as I said, here in Fort Lauderdale, but they can service all 50 states. So schedule a free consultation. Here's even better. You mentioned five reasons. They'll do a free booth rendering for you. The entire thing, they'll show you exactly how it's going to look. Go to everythingtradeshows.com. Ask for Chris Chase. Chris Chase, again, is the guy you want to ask for there, but anybody there can help you, but mention five reasons, 954-791-8882, it's 954-791-8882, let me ask this question, you look at who has a mismatch on the floor most nights, right, particularly as teams start to go small, okay, you might say it's Tyler, but they're probably going to try to lock him up with a pretty damn good perimeter defender, right? You could say Kyle, but we know Kyle's not really going to blow by most of the really quick point guards in the league at this stage, right? He's doing it more on Guile. You could say Jimmy, but that's not. Without the
2: ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Never really been Jimmy's game. He isolates mismatches, but you're not going to have as many of them late in the game, right? That just are created through switches or that kind of thing. But you got a guy in Bam who's a max player now. He's more athletic than most of the guys who are guarding him. There's more things he can go to than most of the guys guarding him can stop. And he does tend to stay out of foul trouble for the most part. So you can keep him on the floor at the end of the game. So I'll ask this Alex, and then we'll go to Brady. Why not play through bam more at the end of games?
3: It's a good question. Uh, I just think the easy answer to go to there is he's not their best playmaker. And we all know how good of a playmaker bam is for his position. And in general, he's one of the best big man passers in the league still, even though they're not really using him in that role, like they did the past couple of seasons. Uh, But again, this is kind of back to what I was talking about before. If you feel like you've got a mismatch there where it's like, okay, um, I don't know, you're playing against a team that's a little bit smaller. Bam is not struggling. He's having a good game uh, scoring wise. Then, yeah, I think it's a good idea because like you said, if teams are going small, Bam is the the obvious answer. Like let's say you're going against the Clippers. They're playing a small ball lineup and Batum is their center. Then hell yeah, absolutely. Bam should be the number one priority just because I think at that point, Uh, it becomes obvious, right? But in a a more traditional lineup, I think it's a little bit more of like trying to figure out what's going to be there for you, right? And I think this is where you do get into the schematic stuff. It just really depends on the matchups, right? Because we've seen them struggle more against switching defenses than against the drop this year. And I still think that's something that's going to need to be monitored as the season goes on and then obviously into the playoffs when things really start to lock down and, and regarding crunch time. But if you're talking about against a drop defense, then you know specific shots that are going to be there for you. When it comes to, you know, Tyler Hero, he knows what shots are going to be there in the mid-range. They're not necessarily giving up the three, but, you know, you might be able to get a good look at a three, right? But it, they're trying to get rid of the, the the drive. So maybe you don't go to Jimmy against the drop. So, you know, I just think, and, and then if you're against the switch, it depends on what switch they're actually willing to give up. Like you said, Jimmy might not get those switches that he gets throughout the game where it's Lowry screening for him and then you get a guard matched up to, onto him and Jimmy is going to work and it's an automatic bucket or free throw pretty much every time. But if, if you're not able to get that switch, and I think it's just kind of figuring out what, the other team is willing to give up. And I think that's why I keep going back to that point where it's like, I'm good with the Bam option. I'm good with the Jimmy option. I'm good with the Tyler option. And then when you talk about Kyle, the one place I really like this is what we saw against the Clippers in the fourth quarter where it's like, okay, just keep running pick and roll. And if they want to keep switching the big onto me, I'm going to make something happen, right? So that's where I really like Lowry as as a fourth quarter guy, as far as a score. So I just think like they have a lot of ways they can go about it. And it's more about, figuring out what the other team is willing to give you.
0: Another, another point about Bam is we talk about him trying to be aggressive before. Like we would say him himself needs to be aggressive. But I feel like it's different this season when we're talking about late games, the way he's being used to some of Alex's points. Like we're not seeing him on the strong side in Jimmy's position at all. Like we're not seeing that whatsoever. It's him on the weak side, in the dunker spot, waiting. Uh, that's a lot to do with the different creators you have and initiators you have, like Tyler Hero emerging, Kyle Lowry on the team. But if you want Bam out of Bio to be that guy and be that option, I feel like you have to put him in those type of positions. And if there was a game to do it, it was that game against the Wizards. Like that was probably one of his best interior games we've seen him play. Like he was going inside, he was using his shoulder. He was kind of scoring on guys that we, his size, like it wasn't just him taking over smaller defenders. It was him kind of going, getting, getting buckets when he wanted to. And if you look late in the games, look at all the offensive possessions, like Bam is not being called over to the strong side. And when you think about the natural offense, it's like half and half between Bam and Jimmy, like in that mid post area where we see them insert the ball every play. Like you need to see that late in the game. Like it should not be a total shift in, you know, they're really high in post-ups and they're really high in isolations. You cannot go all isolation late in game and just kind of forget about that post-up stuff. So it's like, we've talked so much into the Bam being aggressive, but I think it's now time to transition. If we're talking about late games, it's more about, the schematics and putting him into certain spots to kind of score, because I think we're hitting the point where he's not afraid to do it. Like we're seeing him get to his spots. He's not afraid to put up a bunch of shots that if you put him in a position and say, go score late in the game, because Jimmy needs a secondary guide in this type of game, then I think he can be that guy. If you put him in the right spot.
1: Greg, I mean, that's, you know, one of the questions here again, is the big man in today's game, right? Like most teams don't play through their big, uh, you know, you, you see it obviously in Philadelphia with Embiid that you do in Denver with Jokic, um, you know, <laughs> when he's on the floor and after, you know, not uh, not blindsiding Ma- Markeith Marquise Morris and sending Marquise Morris out for 10 games. Uh, but you don't see a whole bunch of teams in the NBA who play through their bigs. And, uh, you know, I feel like sometimes because of that, that even the best coaches, even the most innovative coaches don't do it even when they have a guy who may be capable of doing it because it's just not the way it's all starts outside in, right. Instead of inside out, but he's a different kind of player. He's not a throw the ball into the post, you know, and, and necessarily and get to the line for two. Uh, but, but you can, I I do feel like there's more actions he could be involved in that may be able to free up others here.
2: Yeah. And especially up the dribble, like, um, I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that thinks Layton games like give the ball to Bam and just let him like let him go to the basket. And I know that that simplifies it, and they'll they'll bring guys at him and stuff like that. But he's a good passer, to your point, and and he's he's suppressed that aspect of his game strategically this year. But I think that Layton games that can actually be a really big asset because he can be really aggressive in trying to get his shot. But with his skill set and um just the his you know, intuition on the court, like he'll find guys if they're open. So um, I like the idea of giving the ball more to Bam. I think to your point, maybe um, coaching staffs do kind of their, uh, it's so close um, that they that they don't even see it in, in going through a center late in the game because you just don't think about the basketball game that way anymore. Uh, but to your point, Bam is different, but he, like this comes back to the same thing I said about Tyler. They both have a really unique, opportunity and that is that they're playing with veterans and i think that they're playing with two vets and kyle and jimmy that are willing to give up the keys so it's like one of those two guys has to show up and 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 do it and and to some to some degree what brady says is totally valid like bam has to be put in those spots late in games but they both they they just need to show up and, and do it and whoever uh kind of emerges will be the one that kind of gets more reps is, is the way that I look at it.
1: Uh, you made a great point there on the, on the chat here uh, 23rd, 23rd in free throw attempts at the end of games. Is that right? Is that the number in,
3: in the fourth quarter, the heater 23rd in free throw time. So I mentioned how before I was looking through kind of to see their stats in the fourth quarter to see if there was anything that stood out. That is the one thing that actually stands out from like their regular profile. As far as statistically. That's bizarre. They're 23rd. 23rd whereas I think uh when you just filter it to the entire season they're in the top 5 or something like that I I don't I, they were in the top 3 I think last time I looked at it so that's a pretty huge drop and I think that stands to what we're all talking about here is just getting some of these players in their best spots and going to the basket with specifically with Jimmy and Bam mm-hmm. right like I think that's the best way to get these guys going and not the iso stuff I think that's kind of I think uh we're all in agreement, I mean, there, because the ISO stuff is really, like, I don't think that's how this team is built, unless you've got, again, like, a really, a really advantageous matchup for one of these guys, where an ISO just is fine, most of the time, that ISO four-quarter stuff, I don't think is the way that this team is supposed to run, and not that Spo likes to do that stuff, I know, I know he would do it with Dwayne, that's obviously a different story, it would be you know, lack of other options. And, and I know he would lean on Dwayne a lot, but I don't really see that being the case with Jimmy. I think they're so good at putting Jimmy in their spots. So that's why I feel still great about Jimmy being that option. And uh, I, I would like to see Bam put it more in those spots like Brady was talking about before. Uh, get to the basket more and don't turn the ball over so much. I think that's mm-hmm. probably what this all comes down to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, to, and, and to the point you are making too, it's remarkable how few free throws they've taken in the fourth, especially because they've led a lot of games, which typically you get those extra free throws at the end of the game, simply because teams are fouling you to try to catch up. So the fact that they're 23rd, if they weren't winning so many games, they might be 27th, 28th, 29th in free throw attempts and and at the end of games. And again, that kind of speaks to execution and getting to the easiest shot. Um, But there is something else that Jimmy said, and and I want to touch on that here after the break as we look forward and we close this thing up. Before I do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's our friends over at Therapist Preferred. This is the best CBD founded in 2019 by physical therapists to maximize performance or recovery for active people. 100% THC-free and third-party lab verified all the products made in the U.S. with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. Most popular products, the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, just ordered some more of those, and the green apple gummies. Again, use the code 5RSN. That's the new code there, 5RSN. For 25% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders. So shop now at therapistpreferred.com. That's therapistpreferred.com, but use that code for your best CBD, 5-R-S-N. Get yourself 25% off. All right, Jimmy said something else, though, and I thought this was an interesting comment because part of the late game troubles maybe because the game shouldn't be that tight to begin with. Uh, Jimmy was talking about how we relax Um, and that's kind of a weird thing for a team that yes, is two years removed from the finals or two seasons, not really two years. It's really one year. Uh, but is one season removed from getting swept off their asses by Milwaukee. Uh, and, and half of the rotation players were there for that. So I don't think they've earned the arrogance to play arrogantly, uh, during the game, Greg.
2: You're right. And, but like you, the only way that you figure out that you're not that good is you got to take those lumps and i feel like early in the season like even date this back to the preseason what what did they go five and one or whatever it was and then they start the regular season and they're what five and six and one seven and one i don't know what it got to um seven and two uh so they they were feeling themselves remember all the advanced metrics like everything that was floating around the league was saying that the heat was just like overwhelmingly Uh, the best in every statistic that you could find. And so you start to feel yourself and then you just beat Washington. And and like to use that game in particular, they were up and uh, they looked like they had control and then they lose it. So ultimately I think that this is just a veteran team that's learning their, their way and uh, they're getting complacent. And yes, like where this could end up really becoming an issue is the seeding component of it and what that means for them that way. But ultimately, in terms of like the big picture and what it means for this team and how good they can be, that doesn't necessarily concern me as much. But like to not have a home court seed because you don't close a few games in November, that sucks, quite frankly. Yeah,
1: well, Brady, I mean, this is the week to test that, right? You got Detroit and you got Minnesota, right? (laughs) I mean, if if they get up 15 and the game is three late, uh, Heat fans are going to be frustrated with that.
0: Definitely. And I feel like we talk so much about the offense, but we're talking about easing up and kind of letting off the gas pedal pedal. This team is really good defensively. Like we all know that, but I feel like that's the way to look like you're letting teams score. It's not as much as you're not scoring in those stretches, but you're kind of letting other teams score. And I feel like if we're looking play by play, it just seems like they ease up on that end. Like they're just so physical and they just, they know where to be positionally and they know what to do, but it seems like when they get to that certain point, and you're up 16 late in the game and there's five minutes left in the fourth quarter. It just feels like they're just waiting to get out of there. And it's like, you can't not be on the floor because they can come back, but you're also not totally locked in to keep going because you have a decent lead. You feel comfortable. Uh, it's just what happens in the game of basketball, I feel, but it, it it seems like that's where we can start with just them easing up. Like I feel like that's one thing and I don't think that'll happen in the game against Minnesota. I don't see Jimmy Butler easing up one bit in that type of game, uh, maybe eases up in the first night of the back to back so he could play extra extra hard on that night. But I feel like this is the type of game because there's no reason you don't go two and0 in this next stretch, especially after a loss like that. Like I felt like there could be a this four game stretch where it could be three and one, but I really didn't think that would be the one. Like I felt like they could drop the first night of the back to back to Detroit. Like that wouldn't totally surprise me because maybe one guy sits uh, or something like that. but after that type of loss, like I feel like all guys play both games. And I feel like they probably have to win and they probably play, you know, hard enough where you don't let that come back. Cause that's right on the front of their minds right now. Like they're not going to have a game where they come out hot, you have a lead and they let up. Um, so I think I just want to see defensively. Like I want to see them be able to keep going throughout and be able to feel comfortable with different lineups in that end as well.
1: Alex, uh, you close here. I mean, I, I think we can all agree that if they get anything short of two and zero in this next two, that, Heath fans are going to go into a complete panic here. It's one thing to lose the second night of a back-to-back to Washington, even if it's a game you should have in hand or to lose a couple of games in Los Angeles on a long road trip. We know the Denver loss was kind of a schedule loss. The Indiana game, you didn't have Lowry Boston. Okay. You drop one at home where you don't look really good. I mean, all of these can kind of be explained. These two cannot be explained though.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. Uh, they pretty much just got to take care of business at this point. I don't really know what else to say. I think it's, uh, like Brady said, I think he said it pretty succinctly. It's like, it's at the top of their mind right now, the way that this last game just ended. It was, and I know I haven't really talked about it, but the way that it ended with that run where all of a sudden, you know, Dinwiddie hit three straight threes because you're over helping. And I know uh, Brady talked about this early on and I just could not agree more. It was driving me insane how much they were either leaving Tyler Hero on an island against Bradley Beal every time that he tried to get that switch in the crunch time or they would overhelp and leave Dinwiddie or somebody else completely wide open. It was driving me insane because I know that the heater are a team that, you know, will help a lot on defense and it's part of why they give up so many threes, whether they're dropping or switching, they're always going to overhelp, So it's part of what they do, but it was just driving me crazy, you know, watching Tyler have to guard Brad Beal and then just kind of outright giving them that switch. Even though Tyler has improved, he's more athletic can move a little bit better. On defense, it, that's still obviously not what you want to see when you have four elite defenders on the floor, and so that part right there, just kind of giving up that run to me was really what stood out the most. um So I still don't know how I feel about this team in crunch time. I would like to see more, and yeah, I agree with you. They they got to win these next two. Losing one, it's just I think will leave a sour taste in in everybody's mouths.
1: All right. Check out our sponsors, pricepicks.com. Use that code 5FIVE. F-I-V-E. Use the code 5R-S-N at Therapist Preferred. And of course, if you're going to trade shows or your boss uh, is looking for a trade show to go to, maybe you want to get out on the road and actually, I don't know, get your own booth there in Las Vegas. Mention trade shows tip. Go to everythingtradeshows.com and mention five reasons. We're going to do a Floors Yours, I believe, on Monday night. So check out the YouTube channel for that. And again, like I said, watch party, quarterdeck, davy quarterdeck davy okay we're going to be posting it uh all over social media so you'll know which one to go to that one's got a great patio though with a bunch of tvs okay so we're going to be outside the weather's really nice this week it's going to be great i've got more hats i got to get rid of here too um so join us at the quarterdeck and davy royal shepherd is the master of ceremonies maybe he'll do post up 5r from right there outside right across from dolphins camp what was dolphins camp anyway have a good night Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,